0: welcome back to the shed another fabulous episode it's overcast it's cold fire's gone this would be episode 69 69 i don't know what all we're going to talk about i think probably we're going to end up touching down on alternate fuel vehicle cars again you can let us know when you've had enough of that but honestly this is your chance to make millions we're going to prime the pump for million dollar ideas on alternate fuel vehicles We'll cover a bunch of other stuff, too, but mostly we'll just have a bunch of laughs. So hang on, and here we
1: go.
2: I've been watching Wanted Dead or Alive lately. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, where this is coming from, once again, we mentioned a few episodes back about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a yeah. movie in which there is a fake TV show called Bounty Law. Oh.
1: Um, That's
2: well, a real TV show in the movie. It just doesn't exist. You. Bounty Law is in turn based on uh, Wanted Dead or Alive, which starred Steve McQueen. And the difference between them is that Steve McQueen survived the journey from TV into movies, which at the time was a big bump up. Yeah. And the character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who is an actor in Bounty Law, the question is, can he do that? So anyway, have you seen Wanted Dead or Alive? Maybe just one or two back and reruns back in the 60s or something, because it was late 50s series. Steve
0: McQueen. No, I don't think I, don't I, think I have so. I got no nothing in there.
2: I gotta say, it's a really well done show. Wanted, dead or alive? Uh huh. Steve McQueen's bounty hunter, right? And uh, you know, he gets in an adventure. It's one of those old half hour westerns.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's a western.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's wanted, dead or alive. So, so it's back in the days of bounty. Well, I know yep. there's bounty hunters today, but yep, dog, got, for yep. example. Yeah. But they it was back in the day when there'd dead be or those or alive posters. old posters, yeah. dead or alive. It's usually like some huge amount of money, like one thousand dollars, right? Which in the eighteen hundreds was like a lot of money because
0: they're the baddest hombres.
2: And in our the West. hero Steve McQueen is you know going from adventure to adventure, often at the end of a. Episode. someone says, well, why don't you stick around here? We could use a sheriff, you know, something like that. And he's yeah. always, well, no, thank you. And he's just on to the next thing. Right. <laughs> I got to say, like, for example, when they have Mexicans in there, they use Mexican actors. Like that ended in the sixties when they had even natives, they had some native actors, some white people who are done up, but the, wow, that's, the, I, I'm surprised by that. The quality of the writing is pretty darn good.
0: There's tropes
2: in there, but it's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Anyway, I've been enjoying that because it's on cable TV, on me TV. How many seasons did they do? I don't know. I feel like it's only a couple, but back then they what did they have like 26 episodes a oh, season of or something. Yeah, but. Yeah.
0: Jeez. So how many of those, I don't know how many different kinds of movies end with the hero taking his leave. They want mm. him to stay like Shane.
2: Yeah, of course. You that's know, the like, classic.
0: There's And those Clint Eastwood ones where they want him to stay. Where are you going now, stranger? You know, and <laughs> I don't know. Wherever the wind takes me or whatever the guy says, right?
2: Today, uh, Randall, that's his last name. <laughs> Josh is his first name, but you rarely, almost everyone says Randall. They call him Randall by his last name. But today uh, he ended up getting thrown on a chain gang. was really just forced, like in this little town owned by a guy, that's a theme too. town is often owned by one man. Everybody's afraid of him. Right. And yeah. And it's like the way they get done, this has been going on for a decade at least is they'll Trump up charges against someone. Next thing you know, they're on the chain gang, free labor. Yeah. Which was a real thing in American history. Oh yeah. In fact, it was used a lot once slavery was gone. How could you keep getting slavery? Put them in jail, put them on the chain gang. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of cool too, but that, yeah. So he's on the chain gang and, uh, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good
0: stuff. Jeez. What, well, so what, uh, what is it exactly that made you start doing that? Why did you suddenly become interested in watching that?
2: Well, it was it was what I said earlier, which is once upon a time in Hollywood.
0: Oh, right, right, right.
2: The okay. fake series. I wanted to see the real series was built on, and I've seen some interviews with Quentin Tarantino talking about Steve McQueen and what happened with that series and how it formed his ideas for making this movie. So, yeah,
1: cool. All right. I think we should talk about foosball because I have not been paying attention. and no, neither I know, have I. I know things have been going on, big tournament this weekend.
0: Yeah, RJ gave us a schedule there and uh, he talked about he could only do a review if he lost the next game. And then I got a review review, so that must mean you lost, but I don't know. What is going on? Is this the, like... West coast semi-final for the North American champion. What do you Yeah. I know I
2: haven't there. been very communicating very well about it just because I seem to be just, uh, living my life. You know, it's just kind of a, a river that keeps flowing and I'm going, oh, <laughs> I guess beautiful. I should tell these guys about, uh, here I am. Okay. Now I can go back to playing, but yeah, no, it's the Western Canadian foosball championships held annually here in Vancouver. It's what you would call a regional, it's a smaller tournament as these things go. There's eight tables running all the time. Usually one table dedicated to practice. The other seven tables often full on tournament mode. Last year, if you won an event, you were automatically placed in team Canada at the world cup, which was held in Spain.
0: So to be to be clear, won a regional event like this?
2: This particular regional event, okay. Because there's a Toronto event and this event, and then they would use both those events to choose right. the team Canada plus Montreal as well. There's some players in Montreal, but uh, yeah.
0: And so in prior days, the winner of both of those regional championships would be automatically assigned to Team Canada every second year. Okay. And so this year is the off year.
2: Oh, um, so.
0: So, um,
2: And that's fine. So that means a little bit smaller tournament. The players from Toronto didn't come down. Nobody from Seattle came up. But still, some very, very good players there. And just had a nice feel to it. I I liked the way they ran the tournament. It was just the right number of tables. There's a bar downstairs so you can order food. A good group of people. And I had a good partner. Earl's my uh, my regular partner. And uh, Earl both played well, but he's also... Anytime we get in trouble or anything that either one of us would say, Hey, maybe we should do this or that. And so we'd be pretty good communicators that way and not too much communication. Cause that happens too. Sometimes you get the partner, you're just getting a rhythm going, but you haven't quite got it yet. And they're bugging you about stuff. Maybe we should switch or I don't think you're shooting the middle enough or, you know, like there's sometimes there's too much of that, right? Yeah. So Earl and I are just the right amount. So we actually beat the team that won the open. And when we played in senior doubles, the team that won the open played in senior doubles as well. And uh, we beat them. And that was a teamwork thing where we detected that I could block Mitch's there forward. I could block his five man rod really well. So he could only pass through to his front men, maybe uh-huh. 40% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Earl, he seemed to not be blocking it much, but Mitch could just shoot right through me when I was in goal. Right? So that was a bit of a problem, right? So what would happen
0: is well, especially if Earl's not blocking him. So if what if Earl's ha- playing up and not blocking his five man then? Exactly. He can score and you at will and that's trouble. Exactly. Troubling. Exactly. You see so you got it. So
2: what would happen is every time that Mitch had the drop, meaning he's yeah. starting with the ball, the beginning of a, a goal, um we would switch. So Earl would go in back, I'd go in front. I'd likely block or possibly block his pass. Earl would likely bl- block his shot, so and that we just basically settled into that and uh, and huh. took him fairly fairly well. So,
1: so you do that in the middle of a game? You just switch and switch and switch whatever you want. Yep, you can switch any time between
2: balls. And if it's during play, if you have possession, you can call a timeout. You can only switch if you have possession and call a timeout. How many timeouts do you get? Two (laughs) in a game. So you can't just do it willy-nilly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm preparing for my job as the color man. Nice. Yeah. Oh, they've tried this once. They've only got one more timeout left to make the switch. And if they get possession at this (laughs) point, it's a one-goal game. You've got (laughs) to,
1: you know. And some, some teams must not switch, I bet.
0: Yes, that's right.
2: Some teams are like, no, we got to stay this way. Yeah. Possibly because the goalie has no forward skills. Yeah,
0: I would have guessed that would be because that. I, su- I don't know this for sure, but I suspect most forwards are somewhat competent goalies, uh, but very few goalies that are really good goalies are competent forwards. Uh, nice. Well,
2: it's sort of like that.
0: Some goalies, some
2: goalies are not great at forward. It's yeah. more, as you say, it's more common for a goalie not to have forward skills yeah. than a. But it does happen both ways. It's just a matter of degree. Yeah. So yeah. Huh. yeah.
0: And so then, is it over yet?
2: Yes, it ended last night.
0: And are you going to wherever?
2: No, this year there's no
0: oh, Disneyland. Oh, right, land, right, no right, right, right. Not going to Disneyland. But next year, uh, Earl and I. It's, <laughs> Earl's
2: not committed yet, but likely I, Earl and I will. Compete and go if we win. And there's no guarantees. Like for example, this year we did not win open uh, or senior doubles. We got third place.
0: I think
1: you'll be
2: hungrier decent.
0: for that next year, Jim. Yeah. It was close this year. It was an off year and the field wasn't as strong as it sometimes is.
2: Well, it could anyway. And, and honestly from last year that the winning team couldn't go, The second place team couldn't go, Earl and I were offered to go.
0: Yeah. So, but neither
2: of us were mentally ready. We already had vacation schedules and we're not, so we just both said no. So there's a possibility we could go. And and it turned out that everybody who went just loved it. Yeah. Not because you're in Spain, but because you're in this amazing environment with big grandstands of audience members and a huge amount of industry. and, And
0: how do they do that?
2: Well, it's Europe. Like no, no, football is huge in Europe.
0: If you're in a grandstand, how do you watch a foosball
2: game? Well, they have the big screens.
0: Ah, yeah, the jumbotron. Yeah, is it directly overhead?
2: Well, they just have big screens. I'm not sure where they're positioned, but
0: jeez. Well, you'll have to give us the full on when you get there. Well, if next year. if we get there, oh, yeah. when you get there, come on. It's a positive framing. You're not going to get there with that kind of mindset.
1: Color man and coach. <laughs>
0: Ah, well, that's pretty
2: fun. Pretty fun. It was a good tournament. I mean, I don't know how I can describe it. One of the fun things is that 12 Kings is downstairs. And the only time I ever see 12 Kings on a Saturday night is when I'm passing through it on my way back to the car. I'm done with the tournament. Come downstairs. You have to go through the bar. And that place has got to be the funnest place ever on a Saturday night. Oh, really? I mean, people are well lubricated, no doubt. But it's karaoke. And, you know, whoever's singing is choosing the ones that everybody sings along to. Oh, so you yeah, got yeah. just this cool looking bar full of people dancing all over the place and singing along. It's just a, just kind of a fun environment. Wow. That, you know. I don't get out
1: enough skin.
0: Well, that's good to know, 12 Kings. And also I think you should make an effort to get to the, I think it would help the podcast a lot if you made it. To the
2: uh, world. Oh yeah, we could do a, a live feed. We would finally figure out how to do a live. Feed. Where is it next year? The big <laughs> one. I think it's in France actually. Lovely. And I'm not sure which city in France, but it's in France. Right now, it's always in Europe, just because that's where most players are. And if they held it in North America, it's really hard for all the so many European players to travel.
0: Maybe it'll be in Lyon. That'd be awesome. Could be. Oh, well, I'm going to Portugal on a cycling trip next year. Well done. I've decided that my hip will last long enough. I have, I got arthritis in my left hip and sooner or later, that'll mean a hip replacement. So it's a race against time. Will it last another year and one month? If it does, good. If it doesn't, that would be bad. Oh, do you have it scheduled now for a year and a month from now? No, I don't. And that's part of it. Like if I don't go see my GP until say November... And say, you know, just whatever. I'm having trouble sleeping. It's really, really impeding my quality of life, which it kind of isn't right now. You know, if I if I was to get on the list right now, it is unlikely that I would have that surgery by this time next year. Yes, which would mean I'm I'm good to go because I'm scheduled for October 6th to go on this bike. If
1: trip. it works, Remember? though,
0: if what works,
1: if your hip still works before, well, you well, there's into-
0: that, yeah. There's oceans of Advil in the world, Ah. and Advil right now just works like a charm. It's a non-steroidal
2: anti-inflammatory <laughs>
0: drug, I believe. <laughs> Much like acetylsalicylic acid. Yes, absolutely. Um, anyway, that's very exciting. I I missed the trip to France this year. Some friends that were on the tour with me last year went to France this year, and it just looked spectacular. The pictures they sent back just looked Mm. awesome and I didn't go and so this year there's some guys are going in the very first (gasps) Portugal tour in spring I didn't sign for that either what's going on I don't have my hat skin yeah well yeah
2: it's okay come on I'm
0: I'm fighting through
2: it don't forget last time
1: yeah (laughs) I did. that's what I'm thinking about last week (laughs) yeah last session (laughs) yeah looking at you skin (laughs)
0: that's the first time I missed was last session
1: and
2: I didn't It looked like I missed, but I actually had my hat in my suitcase last session. Doesn't count. But uh, I didn't pull it out because you were missing yours. So (laughs) I thought, I, you know, I got a little bit uh, of an attitude about it once you did that. I'm thinking, well, if he's not going to do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So if I throw my hat off a cliff, that's it. Yours is going. (laughs) Ah, This is great. This is great. I had another item in here. So this may be a topic that I in particular have beaten to death. It has to do with alternate fuel vehicles again. <laughs> and it has to do with, I labeled this item time for a brilliant, brilliant idea. So this is for us and our listening group. This is our chance to launch the future well-being of our next generations mm-hmm. by having a brilliant mm-hmm. idea now. So let me lay this out for you. In a nutshell, there's a zillion cars and there'll be 10 zillion shortly, running around that are battery powered, right? The batteries eventually expire and they have to do something with them. So the key discovery for me was that a battery is considered a car battery. Those big ones is considered depleted when it will only charge to 80% of its full charge. It's considered depleted. If you begin to look at, well, how much does one of those batteries hold? And how much is 80% of that? And how much does the average household consume? And how many of those vehicles are there? And how many are there projected to be? There's a huge available source of electrical energy in the form of depleted car batteries Mm -hmm. that could be put somehow to use. The question for us to answer and therefore secure the future of our progeny is how do we take advantage of that so it roughly very roughly an electric car has a 30 kilowatt battery and a household takes about 30 kilowatts a day you can think well you could just stick that battery in the basement of some house and they've at least got a day's worth of electricity if the power goes out well okay but you've got to keep that battery charged and I don't know how much it costs to have it stuck inside your house and I so on. Yeah. You could get two or three and have two or three days worth, you know, or you could charge them with solar. The point is that is so much better
2: than a Honda charger that you keep yeah, outside the house or you're able to move outside the house connected into your power system. Yeah. And then discover that you should have recycled the gas in it once every six months like they recommend,
0: you know, yeah. it's going to go old on you. As the ice is forming on your tea. Yeah. You know, like, damn it, I should have done something before this. Yeah. yeah no, I think, I think battery. So, yeah. So I, if we can figure this out, like, I don't know how much those depleted batteries are sold for once they're removed from cars. I don't know what they're, what's done with them now. City of Vancouver says there's on the order of twelve thousand electric vehicles in Metro Vancouver right now, and they project them being three hundred thousand by twenty fifty.
1: Uh, let's you're talking about different things here, though, aren't we? Talking the new batteries are what? They're not like the old batteries, right? Aren't are they all lithium? The new ones? Oh, I don't know what they're. Yes, they are lithium. And yeah. what do we know anything about? when they're considered depleted and when they should be exchanged or whatever? Do we know anything about that? Well,
2: PJ was saying that they consider if it's down to what, 90%? 80. 80%,
1: then that's considered... Yeah, but I thought we were talking lead acid
0: batteries. No, 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 we're talking about... Whatever they've been, I don't think they've been putting lead acid in Teslas and lead acids. Oh, you're
1: talking new cars with all these batteries.
0: Electric cars with those giant electric electric packs. Okay. And those packs are considered depleted at 80% when they get to, where they won't charge, just like your iPhone battery won't charge past 80% of its original sometimes. Mm. Well, for cars, they consider that depleted. And so if you're a car owner and somebody, if you're an electric car owner, (laughs) like, You know, they all have apps that, that help you manage the charge in your car. They say, well, you've got 150 kilometers still left in your battery pack and all that stuff. I wonder if the app just says, you've got to get a new battery. When it gets to 80%, it won't go past. Does the app just stop helping you? I don't know how that all works. Mm. What, whether somebody is going to feel really motivated to replace a battery pack in their electric car when it gets to only 80%. The point is they are considered depleted. And something must be done with them at that point. Either choose to keep it in the car and run with only 80% of your range or get rid of it and get a new battery that gives you back a hundred percent of your range. And if you get rid of it, what's done with it?
2: I've got done a little real-time research here. Mm -hmm. We got, uh, many automakers like Hyundai, BMW and Renault have announced plans to use old battery packs in energy storage systems. Instead of recycling them to make new ones. So it's kind of like what you're talking
0: yeah, about. Yeah, except for I wanted us to do that instead of the You
2: wanted us to be the first, yeah, yeah, I understand. Tesla is more focused on the uh, quality of recycling. Mm. Um, so it's just kind
1: of different approach. But Do we know how much uh, one of those batteries would cost? I think
2: to replace like a Tesla, it used to be like 10 grand. I think it's coming down in price. Maybe. Yeah.
0: I had five maybe. in my head, but it's yeah. not based on anything.
2: And maybe it's 5,000 US. I'm just not
1: sure. Yeah. Just for the battery?
2: Yeah. For the, yeah, for the thousand or so batteries that are in the battery pack, you know, like each cell is still only a small thing. And then they knit them all together. They have firewalls between them all. Um, so if one of them blows up, it's no big deal. It's just going to, it's just a loss of that much power and that much recharge. And then I talked to, um, a taxi driver one time about batteries cause they last really well in, uh, in electric cars. They really do last really yeah, well. And
0: that's the thing I didn't, yeah. I didn't get any handle on how long is it till you get to that 80%. Yeah, yeah, and Tesla is saying they're getting to the million mile mark now.
2: It's <laughs> so one battery pack. It's good for a million miles. Oh, And you know, if you don't have gasoline engine in a car actually that car can probably last for at least half a million miles. Cause there's no rebuilds needed or anything like that. It's well, yeah, and just replace the brakes and.
0: Yeah. And as we talked about how much it costs to replace the batteries, you know, you think five grand, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. Blow the engine on a gas car. You're talking 10 easy, hmm. you know, like, so five to 10 to replace basically the engine in an electric car. I know that the battery isn't the engine, but it's probably by far the single most expensive component in the drivetrain of an electric car. And this taxi
2: driver said that in some cases they would repair their Prius batteries by going and just, they have a way now to figure out, oh, this is the cell that's causing the problem and they're just going to replace that cell. It's a couple hundred bucks to do the (laughs) whole. Uh,
0: Well, maybe, maybe we're going to miss the boat on this one, boys. Our listeners may be way ahead of us. I don't know. I like the idea of this ocean of depleted batteries Because whether it's a million miles or 100,000 or 2 million, eventually they will be depleted. And the thinking I was having was, even depleted, they're a reservoir of a lot of energy. If you got two or three of those things in your house and just kept them charged, I don't know what you would do with all that power, actually. But it's just a thing. You could, if you hooked them up to a cell, you could keep them, a solar cell, you could keep them charged charged and just trickle into your house and use them to supplement your hydro use or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I think somewhere in California, they have a mechanical battery. That's not electrical. It's really a cool concept. It's not scalable in that you can't do this anywhere, but, um, everywhere, but they had, uh, it's basically a reservoir that's high up in elevation and a receiving reservoir that's low in elevation. And, During the night when nobody needs power, this high reservoir fills with water completely. And then during the day when they need power, they empty it through the turbines and generate energy. And so technically they were calling it a battery because it stores energy. It's charging overnight by loading water into it. And then, anyway, I thought that was kind of. It is
0: kind of fun. I mean, and that kind of realization too, that. You know, we've talked in the past about steam cars, we've talked in the past about various kinds, and really the deal is it's all just energy. So where is there the most energy? And really when they talk about renewable, that's, mm. it's just energy. There's an enormous mm. amount of energy packed into gasoline and less so packed into stored water yeah. and less or more packed in solar. So it's, where is it and how do you harvest it? Mm. Uh, I actually had somebody the other day in the car who pitched hydrogen. So I was able to wow him with your uh, analysis and I looked it up too, that the hydrogen extraction is the problem. Hmm. (laughs) You know, so you got all these, if you just think only about the car and its tailpipe, great, hydrogen's awesome. But if you think about the larger picture, then it's not awesome at all. Hmm. And it's the same with many of these varieties. And electric is far from perfect, but it does look like it's probably the the most environmentally sound. Hmm. So, because in the past we said, yeah, you shouldn't be all smug if you got an EV because there is an environmental impact and that remains true. But maybe you can go ahead and feel smug because it's less than many other alternate fuels. So there was that. And if you guys, or if our listeners come up with a brilliant idea for those uh, batteries, let us know and we'll, we'll uh, take advantage of
1: it. 10%?
0: Well, we'll give them 10% of our net proceeds after we take all the risk and do all the work. I, I don't want to be on that end of that stick. I only like to be on the free end. It's tails from the shuttle. chicken alfredo oh chicken alfredo yeah Jeez. so in the shuttle i get tips every now and then right? somebody gives you it's quite often it's five bucks sometimes it's only a toonie people whatever it is for whatever reason it's sometimes people will ask <laughs> i think i've said this before in this podcast do they uh, do they uh, uh take take care of you for this job <laughs> sort of thing and I usually just laugh and say, yeah, they actually pay me for doing this and everything So I picked this lovely woman up, gave her a ride home and she was talking on the ride about how her timing was perfect. She'd be able to get to Walmart, had to do some cooking, yada, da, 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 very, very pleasant person. Picked her up again, about an hour and a half later, very fast, turnaround. about quarter to 11, she gets in the car and she's got a bag with one of those Sealed plastic bowls and uh, you know stuff, and she hands it to me as she gets in the car. So I'm holding it, I think, and she just wants me to hold this while she gets her seatbelt on or whatever. And she does her seatbelt up, and then she just looks at me like, "Okay, I got my seatbelt on. Let's go." And I said, "Oh, is this for me? Is this?" She said, "Yeah, no, I, that's for you." And it was chicken alfredo with a uh, disposable knife and fork that looked really real. Just as a sidebar there. They're chrome colored Oh, right, right. and a nappy in a bag and it was still hot right off the stove. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: I just said, oh, you're kidding. This is awesome. I ate it for lunch. Like as soon as I let her off, I got out of the car and ran into the cafeteria or our little lunchroom and ate a bunch of it right away while it was still warm. It was just delicious. I just, what a thing. She was so nice. And I think her name was Marniela. Marneal, i don't know what her last name is hmm. very nice she made it the way her son likes it whatever that means and i just thought that is i wish people would give me tips like that every day it was never seen a thing like that i had one other one where i uh, phoned somebody to be picked up at park royal where are you at oh i'm right at the indigo books by the starbucks there i'm just gonna go get a coffee do you want me to get you anything
1: and what did you
0: say? I said, well, no, thank you. I'm good. But that's very nice of you. That's yeah, the first yeah. time anybody's asked me if they wanted me to. Yeah.
1: And I so would. does the chicken Alfredo lady? did she say, do they take care of you?
0: No, like, no. That was somebody else. Just
1: She just came out with it?
0: She just got into the car with this bag in her hand and gave it to me. And I just thought that is so awesome. I think that's her way of saying she enjoyed
2: the conversation. Yeah. yeah, It's the the tip, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: That was her tip. That's what Dale said. He said, geez, you don't often get to just eat the tip right there. (laughs) (laughs) It was great though. Such a nice thing, eh? Like uh, takes some of the food that she made for her own son and gives it to the shuttle driver for heaven's sake. I thought it was really cool. That was a real highlight for me. And I, I, was, I thought to myself, i got to make sure and not forget that woman's name. That was the only one in there. Eh? That's about it, too. There was not, not a lot of excitement in the shuttle The last several days I've been driving.
1: I've got a tale from the shed.
2: Do tell. Oh, let's
1: hear. Well, I was here the other night, fairly early, probably seven-ish sitting where RJ is, so my back is to the door and the door's open and I hear somebody come up behind me and somebody says, Hey Kev, how's it going? I'm thinking I'm trying to place the voice, right? I'm thinking and also who comes in to my back door anytime. Couldn't place the voice, so I turn around and it's this young black kid And he's got, um, I'm trying to think if he had one of those, the ID hanging Mm -hmm. over his neck.
0: The backstage pass?
1: Yeah. The back shed pass. He probably did. I said, um, uh, hey, uh, I don't know if I said, who are you? He says, well, uh, I just talked to your son out front. So they ding the doorbell. Dylan comes down and it's Greenpeace or no it's uh it's um the David Suzuki Foundation. I thought for sure it was going to be somebody campaigning for the election which I was really looking forward to but it's the uh, David Suzuki Foundation. So the kid comes in. Can I call you Kev? <laughs> <laughs> Come in sit down. What are you selling? I'm not selling anything," he says. First <laughs> thing he says, this okay. sure
0: sign that he's selling something. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And so he says, "What we're trying to do is get a petition to the federal government to include uh, climate climate in a bill of rights." I think is what mm-hmm. they're trying to do, and it has to be done federally. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I dig that. And he, you know, he's told his whole story, and he's uh, his name is Jean Eli. Augustin and he's Haitian, which I guessed.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: he said, but I wish, he says, I don't like my name though. I wish I had a, an, an ancestral name. And I said, hmm. do any Haitians have an ancestral name? He says, no, none. They're all from the African French empire. Right. Or whatever. Right.
2: But originally um, Haitians are two main races, right? Black and Spanish. I don't know if there's any indigenous left
0: in Haiti. Mm, There certainly aren't in Cuba. I don't even know if there was any indigenous to begin with. I actually... Well,
2: there... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. In Haiti? There would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Because those
0: islands, they had boats. They'd move around. And they're they're gone so long ago, they probably not even recorded.
1: But I wonder what he was talking about, if he was talking about his African ancestral... Probably. Or his... Anyway, I said, you are selling something. You want me to... Well, he says, you know, and he wants, um, so I just to whatever he said, I just got up, I went into the house, got my wallet, I got $20, and I gave it to him. I handed it. here's your $20. Thank you for your, it was a good spiel, I thought. He says, no, 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 no. He says, uh, I can't take any cash. We don't do cash. Okay. So he says, but what? what we really like to do is get you on a monthly. And I said, look, buddy, uh, yeah. this is kind of what I do. Because I, I said to him, I'd have to check with my wife. She owns half my money, half our money. And so he says, he was, he was really quite confused by that one. <laughs> and then I sp- explained my living situation to him. And he went, oh, okay, well, no, that's cool. You know, that You know, whatever floats your boat or I don't know. Anyway, so he he eventually got, oh, and I said, and we do a podcast here. He says, what? And I show him the mics and the card really? I said, yes. Yeah. So I give him a card. <laughs> boy, <Attaboy, laughs> Right on. One listener at a time. <laughs> and he says, I'm going to listen. I'm thinking, yeah, I bet you are. And then he, he said, will you talk about my visit? And I said, sure, I'll talk about your visit. But, you know, that's not going to, it won't be broadcast for, some time now, but you know it'll be out there. So listen along. November. So he um, he got fifteen dollars a month out of me.
2: Oh, he did. He was successful. Oh, but I mean, it's a good cause, right?
1: That's what I thought. I, I thought that he he did, and there's also the option that I can I can probably cancel it right now before the first thing. It doesn't come out till the first. And I can cancel it any time after that. So I thought, okay. But one thing he did say, and I hope he's listening. He said, somebody's going to phone you in two days to verify my visit. And sure enough, the next day they phoned just to make sure about the numbers. And whoever phoned me this woman, I'm sure she's in her kitchen, but she was just way too perky. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oakley, (laughs) doakley. Seriously? And said, well, or... or um. She used to say perfect, Ooh. but she kept on doing it, just way too perky and way too often. And I almost wanted to, and if uh, if I get a chance, but I haven't got I haven't got the call for his evaluation. Perhaps I'll get that online. Somebody came to visit you, but one of the things he did do,
0: tell him the evaluation is going to be published in November mm. at www.sheddogs.ca.
1: Yeah, nice one, nice one. But one of the things he da- did was he said, when they call you, he said, tell them that I was fantastic. Mm. And it was so much like the guy, the last people who sold me my iPhone, they said, somebody's going to contact you, tell them you got the best service ever, you know, because I'm, I'm sure I said to the girl downtown where I said, y- you got, you're taking c- good care of me here. I-, I thought she was right. You know, she was but she's just but just tell him I'm fantastic and I just got the same hit from this guy like do you guys actually have to ask for that can't you just let that kind of be yeah organic from the totally. clients it's yeah.
2: totally stepping over a line but they, they should never do that but
1: it seems to be the fun.
2: other one that's more sneaky is did you like my service I say yes thank you very much okay, well, you're going to be getting a survey.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's
2: the sneaky one. And they yeah. can be more subtle than I just was. Yeah. And yeah. so the
0: next thing you know. So they establish a contract with you before they realize that there's going to be, that their are of the contract. Yeah. They just find out first, are you going to. Yeah. And that's the contract, right? They've already committed to yeah. you that you're good. And then they're finding out, oh, and this is where you need to record that. Yeah. Any, I don't know.
1: Anyway, that was my little tale.
0: It's a, there's a whole, that's a fun one. It, it is like, I don't know how, uh. but on that measurement culture, uh, PJ
2: saw this happen. I've, I go to an A&W probably once every week cause yeah. I got toke and it's lunchtime and we're on our way to the dog park. So go out, pull into the A&W and, uh, one day I ordered and she took my order and then she said, can you just pull up? Yeah. A little bit ahead. Have I told you this one? No. And it's not to the holding cells that they have <laughs> some places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, no, just pull up a little bit ahead. And I said, really? She's, like like just a car length. And I asked her why. She said, well, because the computer's watching how long it takes us to serve you. And if you pull up ahead, it looks like we've served you right away. I loved the transparency because we're all, like, in the corporate world, you get measured a lot. And call centers, they're measured heavily. And you see all kinds of oddball behaviors that are related to that measurement. So the next time I pulled up, same thing. I pulled up with PJ, same thing. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm interested. Uh, now I'm interested. Is this a clever manager? Because corporate, up in North Van, the BC headquarters, corporate's measuring, you know, anyway. So the the this last time... I said, sure, I'll pull ahead. Uh, by the way, how come you ask me? He's going, well, we we like you to move up ahead because then it looks like we served you. <laughs> like it's just like transparent. I'm saying, okay, so I'm inter- I'm curious. Is this this is what your manager asked you to do? He says, no, no, the manager doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So I thought. I mean, I'm not going to cause them any problems because honestly. I mean, I do notice that their serving time has slowed down since they've done this because see, when you're, when they are forced to serve you quickly, then they they served you quickly Yeah, they hustle and it's not, it can be hustling, but it's also internal versus external customers. Yeah. So, because really you go to these places and there's just like eight cars in the lineup, you all go, go inside. Yep. Sometimes you walk right up and get served. Other times you're going, oh, there's big lineups inside too. So yeah. that
0: whole, I don't know, this stuff fascinates me, the measurement and. It is very interesting. In fact, that answer is ambiguous. The manager doesn't know anything about it. So does the manager not know that they are just clearly telling people to pull ahead because they're getting measured? It's not ambiguous. That's what the manager doesn't know. That they're telling people about that, yeah. but the manager knows. The manager is the one doing that measurement, not head office in Vancouver. The
2: yeah. manager is. Well, which level of the measurement happens at, I'm unclear on. Yeah, but yeah, that's what.
1: Uh, I uh, clear up for me is how do you get your stuff? Well, oh, okay.
2: they come walking out uh, of a door with the
1: bag. Here you go. Okay, but you're not in one of the special you, holding places. Yeah, it's, you're
2: not in a special holding place. Because they probably Uh, monitor those. Well, they might. I don't know. There's (laughs) only so many of those. But those special holding places are usually because there's some kind of a real serious slowdown. It's a little bit different. This
0: is routine now. They they do it. And didn't you didn't you have some? Was it you? Somebody I know had a an experience too where, you know, they get on a scale of one to five. How do you rate our service? And if you put four, somebody gets a hold of you to find out. You get a follow up. What was it that we could do to improve? Jesus, I gave you 80%. How much improvement do you really think you're going to be able to do? But they'll fall. You know, imagine if you gave somebody a one or a two. Yeah. You get somebody all dressed in black wearing and carrying incense coming to your your house. You know, like.
2: You'll see iPhone apps. How did we do? You give them five stars. And the next thing you know, you're in the app store being invited to do a review. You give them one star and they send you a note saying, please let us know what what the problem was.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I got a thing from Apple the other day about, uh, have you ever had your your iPhone serviced and how happy were you with it? And they didn't give you any chance. All they were trying to do was figure out why people were not buying extended warranties. Oh yeah. There's no comment thing to this say. this was Apple Carrier talking about? Yeah. yeah. There's no comment thing to say, I'm not carrying the extended thing because the last experience I had uh, the phone screwed up about three weeks after the one-year warranty that comes with purchase. And I don't think the correct answer for that kind of problem is to make sure you buy for extra money further coverage. The correct answer is for your product to actually work for more than three weeks past its warranty period. You know, like, hmm. Jesus. But they didn't ask about that. They don't right. have a systematic problem
2: with that. Or just they, they, they just don't. I mean, the iPhone 7... Apparently had a problem with that. Well, but, I was, just, but Apple doesn't systematically have a problem with. Oh, their stuff just wears out just out of warranty. No.
0: no, but I was. They ask about your experience, and mine was. Yeah, I had a problem. I got it. I didn't get any kind of satisfaction at the Apple store. yeah. yeah. And again. They didn't give you much opportunity to feed back on your experience in the Apple store. Because they're, was, not, they're not going to read it. They're not interested. They don't Well, they don't want to know
2: that. They also, even if they were interested, they'd have about a million to read through with 50 staff, right?
0: Uh, but they didn't even ask a question that was a, on a one to five anything. Mm. They just Yeah. They just skipped by all that because all they want to know were is. Were you happy or yes or no? Yeah. And I said, yeah. no, absolutely not. Hey, before I forget. But if you do
2: all of a sudden pop out and buy one of those, I would recommend sticking with a MacBook Air. Is that what you were planning on doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the MacBook Pro is nice, but their keyboards have been problematic for the last three years. Yeah. So, and that maybe they're looking at getting back to the old style keyboard next year, but the MacBook Air still has the old style keyboard.
1: So now just because we brought this up out loud, I will start getting more ads.
2: Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. I, they're pretty
1: sneaky, aren't they? Oh, they Holy know. shit, they're sneaky. They know who you are. Do they ever? <clears throat> I have an A&W story. Okay. Real, real quick one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just, and then I want to come back to other things that we could choose to say out loud and expect a result.
1: Exactly. We should try it. We should yeah, try it.
0: Just like, uh, I hate Fords, and then just see, or, or I love Fords, and well, see. Well, now you've
1: done it, so... You've opened the floodgates. Well, there
0: must be better examples than that.
1: Anyways, your A&W story. Coming back from Christine Lake, just three weeks ago, whatever. And so we leave after noon, so probably 1230. So we're in Grand Forks, about one, maybe a little bit after one. And I know I got two bacon and eggers because they happen all day. And we sit there. And there's two cars behind us, finally. And we sit there. And I swear, it's five solid minutes. And finally the little bag comes out and I said, "Uh, that sure took a long time. And the guy said, well, yeah, we had to cook the eggs fresh. Oh yeah. So the lineup, the whole lineup's got to wait. But that means in the morning they've got them all stacked up and ready, right? They're, you know, they're already made.
0: 110. I got a teen burger with fries on the way over here today. Fries were only lukewarm almost certainly because they made that teen burger sometime in their, their period that they're allowed to keep stuff warm, right? The there's peak. a limit. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe it's an hour. I doubt it's even that long, but you know what I mean? It was clearly pre-made because they brought that thing out. I mean, I must've got it inside a minute. There's oh, no, really There's no, mare, no way they made that hamburger and yeah. those fries Yeah. In even that if, minute.
1: even if the, the patty was sitting there. Yeah. Standing no warm, chance. They didn't make it. It was all bowl, ready yeah. to go. Right? Yeah. I was a little bit surprised by those eggs though. I thought, whoa.
0: Well, they just can't keep them standing all day. So they have to do them right there. Right. And
1: and breakfast all day is just catching on, I guess.
2: Sue and I want to go to Wally's again. Do you guys go for Wally's for burgers ever in the past? Not ever. It was on Kingsway forever. Is it still there? Uh, I think they moved, but they are still in business. But yeah, we went there about 10, 15 years back and ordered, you know, combo burger or whatever it was at the time and... The burger came in one minute and wow. it tasted like it came in one minute. Like there was some microwave involved in the process yeah. and we're going, okay.
0: So did they take that great but, sign with them when they, wherever they went to? I wonder.
1: I
2: think so.
0: That's
1: terrific. D- but you still, you want to go back and see. We want to see. go try
2: it again because we think that it was a ten- like that owner wouldn't have lasted. Like the name has a lot of cachet to it from over the years, all those, the, the neon sign and that style of burger was kind of spread throughout British Columbia and presumably part of Canada as well, where they, oh, if you ask for a combo burger, of course it's going to have hot dogs sliced in half and put on top. (laughs) Like, like there's, it's just a thing, right? The
0: Claytonville burger. Yeah. It's a Clayton burger probably.
1: (laughs) I think that I went there like almost back in, uh, the, what was our first house? Jersey Street Yeah, yeah, days. yeah,
2: because they had pinball, and they've been in there since easily the 70s and maybe earlier. What, the Clayton, Clayton?
1: Wally's. Oh, Wally's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever been
0: in there, actually. I, I
2: I don't know. I don't recall if I have. Well, we've decided to go back. We tried the Lost in the 50s diner in uh, Burnaby. You and I did yeah, yeah. as well. A little disappointing.
0: Yeah, it was okay, but only okay. Uh, you know, wasn't anything sort of to write home about.
2: It's a little bit precious on the other hand it's actually dates from the 70s. Yeah. So that's what I thought had it going for it but the new owners were a uh, little little strange, let's they say. Were. Well guys, I got a lot to do to make sure that we're on the road tomorrow. So I'm pretty well done, it, but if there's any
0: last minute topics, happy to stick around. And that is all there was for 69 boys. Okay. That was some fun. I don't know if you guys are worn out. You look pretty fresh still. I think we got another hour or so on us, but we're a little pushed. We've got busy lives, appointments, agents, you know, contracts, endorsements, all that kind of stuff waiting for us. As soon as we step outside the door here, we we'll jump in jumping our high powered vehicles and roar off into the gathering evening. As we do that, consider taking care of yourself. Consider making sure you have fun all the time. Because really, that's what time is for, having fun. And we'll look forward to talking to you again. Boys, anything to say? Any parting remarks?
1: I just want to shout out to Becky in the corner who's keeping us on track all day. Thanks, Becky.
0: Thanks, Becky. But can my fries be hotter next time? When I get a burger and fries prior to the show, I'd like for them to be hot. I don't need all the same colored M&Ms. I need hot fries.
1: Mom. Skinny's always cranky, so don't worry too much about the burger. Thanks for getting those. <laughs> this has been a four star production.